Get your official Adam Sank Show merchandise at adamsank.com. T-shirts, tank tops, mugs, masks, just about everything you can think of emblazoned with the Adam Sank Show logo. Go to adamsank.com to order your merch today. Thank you. This is the Adam Sank Show. If it's in my hand, I'm going to suck it. Powered by DNR Studios. And now... The one, the only, Adam Sank! Bottom. Hi. And I am high. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of high. You are kind of high. After recording that, uh, that interview with Rocco Steele. Come down to earth. It's really, Come back to it's us. opened me up to all kinds of new possibilities. I bet it's opened you up. <laughs> my, Not yet. But. My hole feels like it's about three feet wide right now, just from talking to him, just from hearing is his voice. Is your hole giddy? My hole is giddy and dilated. Um, <laughs> welcome to the Adam Sank Show. We're not live, clearly, but this is a brand new episode. If you're listening at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Saturday, December 12th, worst year in the world, 2020, dnrstudios.com, the only place to hear this podcast when it first airs. If you listen elsewhere, leave us your ratings and reviews on whatever audio platform you use. Email me, me, at adam at adamsank.com. I take questions, comments, dick pics, whatever you want to send. Uh, like the Facebook page, download the comedy albums, get your official ass merch, t-shirts, tank tops, even an enema bag. The link to all that is adamsank.com. And remember, you can now call the ass hotline anytime you like, 24-7, and leave us a voicemail. Or talk to us live if we're doing a live show, which we're not right now, but we sometimes are. 804-TALK-ASS. That's 804-825-5277. Our guest today is a very funny comedian, uh, someone that I've uh, admired for years and he's one of those guys where I sent him a bunch of uh, communiques, if you will, on social media, never heard back, and then finally did. His name is Justin Sayre. He's known for doing these very funny uh, order of sodomites meetings, he calls them. They're basically comedy shows in New York once a month. That was before COVID, obviously. But we'll be talking to him a little later in the hour. First, I need to introduce everyone's favorite piglet, an actual piglet. Half man, half pig, Ryan Frostig, ladies and gentlemen. Hi. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Adam. Have you, showered, have you showered since last week? I just took a shower between <laughs> shows. I just ran into the bathroom and just, you know. If only Derek and Romaine had a shower in their bathroom. Yeah, Derek and Romaine. Uh, Look into that. And a hot tub, too, would be nice. Yes. And a, and a, a, a sauna. And all of it. All of it. Back room. DNR, the spa. Glory hole. I mean, listen, Derek and Romaine are entrepreneurs. Mm. Like, if you suggest a spa to them, it might actually happen, but not until after COVID. Um, Speaking of of luxurious things, JB, our producer, is here. Oh, hi. Welcome, Queen of Fuckery. Fuckery is a foot. I'm going to... I'm going to kick things. I can't stop thinking about Rocco Steele. I'm going to um, <laughs> kick off the show today with a really important question for both of you. Oh, my God. Uh, and this was posed by Cocktails and Cock Talk. And the question is, what do you call your hole? <laughs> I call mine Shirley. Um, I don't have a name for it, but I will say that I have started calling my hole like insects. Mm-hmm. My pussy. Oh no! I know because I used to be on the side of like yeah, but now we, I'm were, just, we were against. That, we were against it, mm-hmm. but now I now I just I love it. I love I just love the word pussy. It's just I a hate great the word. word pussy. It's a great I hate word. it in any context, pussy. and I especially hate when a man pussy refers to his butt that way. Pussy. What about bussy? Well, that's also something cocktails and cocktails suggest. Uh, JB, what do you call your hole? <laughs> like during sex, bussy. Fill in the blank. Fuck my. Oh, oh. okay. It depends on what I'm fucking. Like, because there are some guys who are into the whole pussy thing. Yeah. And so I'm like, fuck my pussy. And there's some guys who are, who, who aren't into pussy. I'm like, get this hole, son. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm by myself. It's called chocolate bender. Chocolate bender <laughs> work. So you've you've nicknamed your pussy your your butt your mussy yes, my bussy. <laughs> Chocolate thunder. Chocolate thunder. I mean, that kind of sounds like a prostitute, but I like it. That's also my prostitute name. <laughs> it's your drag name. It's your porn name. It's your hooker name, and it's your butthole name. Congratulations. I'm gonna. Can I? Can I create a nickname right now on Please. the spot? 
Um, I'm going to say Bedelia. Bedelia the butthole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, put your dick in Bedelia. She loves it. I had to think about this because I am verbal during sex. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean to be boring, but I think all I say is fuck my ass. Fuck my ass. Sometimes I say fuck my faggot ass if I want to get really dirty. Yeah. That's exciting. Or maybe I've said whole, but I never would say pussy, mussy, bussy. Well... Any of that to, shit. To, to be clear, um, Boy Wolf never call it a cunt. does not like m- me calling it pussy. So Good. that is something I would do outside. And of course, in the COVID times, I'm not really having much outside sex. But um, I just love, yeah, I just love the word pussy. Bedelia the pussy. Fuck my manhole. <laughs> well, Cocktails and Cock Talk says that just, there, just as there are a number of terms for the penis, they're becoming an increasing number of ones for the butt, too. This is one of their fake trends that they invented stories. Mm. Uh, most notably... Recent years saw the introduction of the word bussy, a combination of the words boy and pussy, which has since exploded on social media. Cocktails and Cockdog says, note, if your bussy actually explodes, see a professional. T. Keep in mind that they're a, a site based in the UK. They say other terms we've heard but dare never not actually say in the bedroom include man cunt, mm. hoop, back, back bum, and boy gash. Boy gash. That's kind of fun. I heard boy gash. I don't really understand back bum because your bum, if, if you're in England, your bum is already your ass. So what? what's further back than that? Well, no, because they, they, they call ass arsehole. They want to see arsehole. No, they spell it arse. <laughs> they pronounce it the same, I think. I've used man cunt too. I remember years ago, I was watching a an Australian porno. This is like in the 80s. Okay. And... Uh, they were like, oh, yeah, fuck me bum, mate. Fuck me bum. And I remember thinking, fuck me bum. that is so unappealing to me. <laughs> like bum, there's no positive connotations to the word bum. I think of like a homeless person and I think of just like a really dirty ass. You know, I also think the, I think it's funny Not to that use there's anything the word with homeless people. <laughs> I think, sorry, but, I think bringing back butt, should, I like, I like the, like, fuck my butt. But, oh, I like butt fuck. But fuck, I love that word. When I was I growing up, we like before, long before I identified as gay. Like, if we talked about gay guys, we'd be like, "Yeah, they're into butt fucking." Yeah, and that always sounded hot to me. I had a lesbian friend butt that fucking. called butt fucking boofooing. I've heard that too. I don't like. I that. I don't like that. Nothing. Boo-foo. I don't want anything whimsical. <laughs> I don't want anything feminine. I just <laughs> fuck my ass and call it an ass. Whimsy. Thank you, Bedelia. Meanwhile, um, here's a story that was also on Cocktails and Cock Talk, and this may be the first time in history that that website linked itself to the New York Times. Oh, my God. This story was originally in the New York Times, and I don't know why they spent 10,000 words on it. It's a long article, but it's – the headline is, Everyone is Gay on TikTok. Hmm. This is a new trend. And this is a real trend, according to the Times. Straight young men on TikTok are posting suggestive videos with their friends. Yes, it's true. The youth-oriented social media platform TikTok is rife with videos showing ostensibly heterosexual young men spooning in cuddle-puddle formation. This is I'm reading from the New York Times. Cruising each other on the street while walking with their girlfriends, sharing a bed, going in for a kiss, admiring each other's chiseled physiques, and engaging in countless other homoerotic situations served up for humor and ultimately views. Huh. JB, I'm going to ask you a question. What is this? Okay, TikTok is... <laughs> what is this? <laughs> TikTok is what... No, I know Gen, what TikTok yeah, is. it's what the Gen Zers use. But there are a lot of the straight boys who do a lot of the dancing, and then, <laughs> and then they, and they move, they wind up the ting-ting, and they go wear <laughs> underwear, and you see penis, or you see beautiful laps. Or it's just like it I was waiting for you to say this is fuckery. Oh, it's not though. It's really not, uh, you're into he this. He is pro this. I'm shocked by this. It is. It is. You're right. It is fuckery. As as someone, this is. Oh my god! Now I feel like a pedophile. I'm thinking, the more I think about they're young. This, yeah, the more I think about this. But no, I follow. I follow people my age and the dancers. So maybe I'm not a pedophile. I don't know. Whoever look at the little people are pedophiles. But <laughs> I'm bored on this. But you're right. This is kind of fuckery. Here's the thing. I think this is like. Pretty groundbreaking. First of all, I do not participate in TikTok. I'm too old for it. I don't know what it is. It's crazy. But imagine when you were a a, a kid, Adam, or even JB and I, 
the fact that there are st- uh, seemingly straight guys pretending to be gay to get likes, to get like attention. I mean, that's crazy to me. Like gay for years, it was just like, don't be gay. Don't be gay. Be masculine. Be straight. Be like, and now apparently it is trendy to appear gay. I don't I, know. If- I appreciate the change in, in cultural mores. I mean, I do. And I, I, it's great that like being gay is now being seen as something cool, which by the way, it was in the late seventies mm-hmm. in the late seventies being bisexual or being gay suddenly became very glamorous. It was part of the disco scene. It was right. very much like Elton John, Studio 54, Elton John, David Bowie. Yeah. Uh, Mick Jagger played with, with gender and sexuality. And there were rumors about him and David Bowie going to What's bed together. Name? Billy Joel. No, no, no. Uh, Candelabra. Oh, Liberace. Well, yeah. he was never cool. Oh, he, well. Liberace appealed to like old straight women from the Midwest who mm. didn't realize he was a faggot. But, um, but no, hom- gayness and, and, you know, male on male sexuality was gaining approval and status and coolness. And then AIDS happened. Right. And for decades, it was like the worst thing you could be again, which yeah. is, which it had been for decades before that. Sure. And I feel like now we're kind of back. Right. And that's great. But as num- a number of people in this article point out, first of all, you're appropriating right. us, right? So you can get clicks, right? And, and I'm not, and I'm and not fans. supporting this. Like I, I'm just, I'm, I think it's it, interesting. It's a little bit like, uh, what's it like, JB? It's a little bit like uh, Rachel Dolezal claiming that she's black because mm-hmm. she feels black, and right. it's like you don't, you, you didn't have the struggle. You don't have the struggle. You don't get to claim that. There's kind of that. It's also like, are they really celebrating us or are they mocking us? Right. Okay, I and this is why this is fuckery. But at the same time, I don't know. I just enjoy it. I guess that's me being a whore. I'm not trying to shame you for enjoying it. I mean, you can enjoy whatever you. I enjoy all kinds of things online that are not politically correct. You know, I mean, some of the I, porn I watch. Is, I just can't imagine. I, I it, it just it makes me really understand. And and this is not like I said. Like I don't think this is good. I don't know what this is. I just think that it is fascinating. Well, you know who wasn't happy about this trend was Colton Haynes. Openly gay actor from Teen Wolf, he took to TikTok. That's hard to say. He took to TikTok in March to call out this home. They're called homosexuals, by the way. Mm. He called out this homosexual trend. He said, quote, to all the straight guys out there who keep posting those is kissing the bros gay videos and laughing and making a joke of it. Being gay isn't a joke. What is a joke is that you think you would have any followers or any likes without us. So stop being homophobic, he added with vulgarity. The Times can't print the vulgarity. Sure. Stop being homophobic, fuck fuckheads. Fuckheads. <laughs> Stop being homophobic, you cunts. <laughs> anyway, um, but other gay fans like Ryan sees it as progress. I don't see it as progress. Ryan, you see it as progress. Fine. Stephen Dam is a social media forecaster for art and comment. Excuse me. A social media forecaster for a company called Art and Commerce, a New York-based talent agency. He said he initially assumed that the videos were homophobic, but the more his TikTok feed was populated with young men calling each other beautiful, he said he started to recognize there was a new kind of definition of heterosexuality for younger men. For younger men. The popularity of these touchy-feely videos, he says, is less about gayness and more about a paradigm shift of some sort for an evolving form of masculinity that is no longer ashamed to show affection. So there you Fuckery. go. I, I will say, I, 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 again, I'm not shaming you, JB. I would never have any interest in watching this. To me, this seems yeah. just unappealing to me. I want to see, I, like, I, I love the idea of straight guys, like, actually having sex with each other. Right. <laughs> That's hot. And if you want to put that on some porn tube, I'll watch it. But, like, the teasing, I don't like being teased. Yeah. Don't tease me. I just feel old. Don't tease me if you're not going to deliver. You feel old. <laughs> I knew you, I knew that was going to get some reaction out of you. But seriously, like I, I, at one point, I I could be like, oh, this is my generation. It's like now I'm like, what the fuck are these kids doing? It's just so I feel so removed from like what is trending, what is cool, what is happening. I mean, I'm just perplexed. But your generation is bullshit. You're bullshit. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Okay, TikTok, th- th- this new trend came from the Gen Z. Yeah, this is not a millennial thing. Don't say we're bullshit. We are, we are, we are in our late 20s now, millennials. It is the Gen Z. So it's Z-ers. the next generation that we Correct. have to uh, worry about. Yeah. 
Listen, anyway, they're not hurting anyone. Right. I'd rather they be online pretending to be gay than, you know, plotting to kidnap the governor of Michigan or blow up uh, something. So. Or, or, or stage a school shooting, God forbid. So if this is what they want to do, if this is what the kids are doing, I say go for it. Go off. Go off. Speaking This, this of next story. Politicians. This story, I think more than any other in the past year, um, people felt a need to send it to me. Yes. The number of DMs, text messages, posts on my page, and every time someone would send it to me, they go, how have you not seen this yet? And I'm like, I've seen it. It's on my Facebook page. It's going on the show. I mean, to Calm be fair, down. this is pretty... It's a great story. Let's get into it. Here it is. In Hungary, not a country we talk about very often on the ass, uh, they have a, uh, a, a right-wing uh, prime minister named Viktor Orban. And... Uh, wait, is this right? Viktor Orban... Fide- okay, 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 okay. Let me start again. <laughs> Viktor Orban is the prime minister of Hungary. He is part of a right-wing party called Fidesz. And they, they're, they're fucking evil. They hate gay people. They've curtailed LGBTQ rights. Orban has, um, has uh, helped rewrite Hungary's constitution to protect the institution of marriage as the union between a man and a woman. Um, a member, a high-ranking member of that party has resigned from his position after he was caught leaving what police describe as a 25-man orgy. 25. His name is Joseph Shazer. S-Z-A-J-E-R. Jair, maybe? I bet it's Joseph Jair. He resigned on Sunday, this was a couple weeks ago, after he admitted to breaching Belgium's strict lockdown rules to attend a sex party. Once again... He's a a politician in Hungary. This happened in Brussels, Belgium. The police found 25 naked men at the gathering, including Jair and some diplomats. The newspaper quoted a local police source as saying, quote, we interrupted a (laughs) gangbang. Now, I'm not sure they know what a gangbang is. Mm -mm. I don't think it was 24 guys all fucking the same bottom. I, I, you know, right, right. I think it was a sex party, but anyway, um, as I said, Jire is a right wing politician and an ally of prime minister Orban. He climbed out a first floor window to escape the police. Yes. I believe a headline somewhere said that he was, uh, shimmying down (laughs) a pole. I have done this before. I have, oh, have you? Oh, sure. To escape a sex party that was being busted? Oh, my Absolutely. God. A source close to the investigation told Politico that officers were called after a complaint about, quote, a nighttime disturbance. <sighs> Narcotics were also found in Jire's bag, according to police. Uh, another report I read said that he had taken ecstasy. Of course. I mean, I mean that sounds like a fun party. One in Rome. A passerby reported to police that he had seen a man fleeing along the gutter and that he was able to identify the man. The man's hands were bloody, I guess, from climbing down the the building. Um, It's possible that he may have been injured while fleeing. Narcotics were found in his backpack. Um, Okay, so Jire on uh, the following Tuesday said that he was present at, quote, a private party. And he apologized, quote, after the police declare, uh, asked for my identity, since I did not have ID on me, I declared that I was a member of parliament. The police continued the process and finally officialed a verbal warning and transported me home. I deeply regret violating the COVID restrictions. It was irresponsible on my part. I am ready to stand for the fine that occurs. He announced his resignation and asked people to treat the matter as strictly personal to him. Quote, I ask everyone not to extend it to my homeland or to my political community. We should also point out that Jire is married to a woman and has children. Aren't they always? There is literally so much to unpack here. I don't even know where to begin. Including his ass. Right. First of all, when you are a public figure of any kind uh, and you get caught escaping a 25 person orgy as one does you are i mean that is never going to be a good look no matter how you identify whatever right but if you are a right-wing anti-gay homophobic uh person 
and you get caught in this kind of situation, I, I, I just, I don't even know what to say. I, it's just, it's like, it's baffling. And I, I, it makes me angry. It makes me angry because it's infuriating. It is infuriating. And and it's and we say this over and over yeah, and over, every and over time. again. The only straight identified men who have a problem with homosexuality are the ones who are dying for dick. Yes. That's it. Straight guys who are comfortable in their sexuality have no problem with gay people. They just let us live our lives. And, and they it, live their life. But when they, but these, these assholes who hate themselves, they hate that part of right. themselves so much and they can't eradicate it. So they, they have to try to eradicate us. But, and, and what makes me even angrier are the people who have sex with them, who know yeah. the people, yeah. there are still gay men with out the there Aaron who Shocks. are fucking Aaron Shock. Yeah. I saw him on Fire Island this summer. I didn't see him. I'm sorry. He was there the week before I was there. Yeah. And which means he's still being welcomed into someone's home. Yeah. He's still, you know, people are still partying with him. He's never apologized for his anti-gay votes. Yes. Um, what really irks and me, this, though. And this guy, I have to say, is a little bit scary looking, but kind, kind of, of also hot. a sexy daddy. Yes, I agree. I, what really irks me, though, is that he's like, oh, but don't judge me. Don't, right. don't let, this is and a don't personal judge my thing. party. Right. It's like, fuck you. How about we judge your party because they're evil fascists? Right. And we'll judge you because you're a hypocrite. If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love someone else? There you Can go. I get a minute up in here? Meanwhile, speaking of defying COVID rules, this is a story that um, broke on November 17th, and it's only grown since then. I'm sorry. Also, that we, we forgot to mention the, the fact that it's COVID. Like, oh, it, yeah, that's yeah, just, yeah. On top of everything, right. it's like, okay. Anyway. Not, not a good idea to go to a sex party right now, even if you're a self-loving homosexual. <laughs> yes. Um, but speaking of which... <laughs> Chad Kimball is a Tony Award-nominated Broadway actor. He went on Twitter oh God. and said that he respectfully, quote-unquote, does not support Colorado Governor Jay Inslee's restrictions on religious services, which limit to 25% indoor occupancy uh, with face coverings required at all times. He, he tweeted, respectfully, I will never allow a governor or anyone to stop me from singing let alone singing in worship to my God. Kimball also donated to Donald Trump's reelection campaign. I Wait, he went on to say, folks, absolute power corrupts absolutely. This is not about safety. It's about power. I will respectfully disobey these unlawful orders. In another tweet, he called Inslee's uh, order benevolent tyranny and said it was hurting more than helping. Kimball who starred on Broadway in Come From Away prior to the pandemic, he actually contracted COVID himself earlier this year. He chronicled his illness on Instagram where he talked about how awful he felt and he encouraged everyone to practice social distancing and have compassion for others. But now he's basically saying, fuck that. I want to go to church and sing without a mask on, which by the way, singing, the best way to spread COVID is singing. It's been like scientifically proven. Um... And uh, and defying these orders. So he was immediately dragged widely dragged. on social media. The Broadway community uh, tends to skew to the left, let's say, tends yeah. to believe science, tends to support governors who are trying to stop this virus. Yeah. But no one had a stronger reaction, as strong as a, a <laughs> as strong a reaction to this as Scott Nevins. Scott Nevins. Yes quote-unquote comedian shade quote-unquote tv personality i've known scott a long time shade. anyway scott tweeted to be able to go from sucking dick on the dl to praising jesus and voting for trump that is some tony worthy range right there that part that part shade. and i was just about to say i'll let you finish and it should be noted that kimball is married to a woman mm -hmm. whose name is emily swallow <laughs> <laughs> okay first of all i'm furious i hate Ch chad kimball and this is garbage this is fuckery second of hey, all hey, 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 i'm sorry hey, i i really like I'm, I'm leaning into the fuckery today i just okay. i just love it I got i'm this. honoring you jb i'm honoring you is fuckery thank you okay uh so but i remember this is 
2000, this would be 2010 when he was in Memphis. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who, uh, I forget if he like worked in the pit or somewhere, but spilled a lot of tea about how he was like soliciting people on DL, you know, for mm-hmm. like, I mean, he's just, what? Another ma- self-hating faggot. Exactly. And, and it's like, I think the, I just don't understand why people think that they are like somehow uh, exempt, superior. I, I don't understand what makes people think that they like they don't have to follow the same. Especially rule. when he got COVID, yeah. and suffered and knows how bad this is. The fact that he's like, okay, well, now that I'm fine. I mean, this, yeah. is, this is the definition of a Republican mentality. Right now that I'm fine, fuck the rest of you. Right, you can all suffer now because I already did. And my singing is more important He's than your health. He's not even that health. good. Uh, uh, by the way, one of the, uh, a lot of Broadway people tweeted at him. And one yeah. of them was like, you can sing alone in your home, which is probably all you'll be doing for the rest of your career. I, I do think it is, it is interesting. Um, th- lately, we've been seeing a lot of uh, Broadway uh, stars kind of like be exposed for being Republican. Um, who else? Well, Catherine McPhee. Oh yeah. And then there was the um, there was the actress who was in Chicago who went to UMich. Oh yeah, she who, married the a Republican, of, but yeah. she's like a former actress. Yeah, but it's still like it's just it's so it's so st- strange because you're right. Like the 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 the, the performing arts community uh, for the most part leans left. You know, very left. Artists, very actors, gay, very gay, friendly, very gay friendly, very anti-Trump. So just just just. To think that there are people that are kind of just quietly, you know. What do you know about this Emily Swallow? Nothing. She likes I don't to know swallow. her. I don't know her. Okay. <laughs> she apparently starred as Kim Fisher in The Mentalist. Never heard of it. I don't know what that is. But um, I'm sure she's reading the same things that we're reading okay. about her, uh, her husband being on the DL. So a full disclosure, I don't know that Chad Campbell's ever sucked dick. I don't know that he's on the DL. I'm quoting... TV personality and comedian Scott Nevins. Well, it is it the uh, <laughs> I have heard it throughout the city over the years, so it is not new. It is not brand new information. I know someone's going to hear this and, and send it to Scott. I know it. And he's uh, going to yeah. be like, "Why are you fucking trashing me?" Just but, remember, if you send it to Scott, tell Scott to call the to call the voicemail. Leave call eight hundred four podcast and and read me, uh, rip me a new asshole. Let's Listen, I've known Scott going. forever. Yeah, he's not a bad guy, but like he just. He thinks a lot of himself. Let's put it that way. If you're listening. And he he will not follow me back on Twitter because he thinks I'm not famous enough for him to follow. And the truth is, I'm not famous, but I'm as famous as Scott Nevins. (laughs) Thank you. you. Okay, moving on. Um, speaking of vile people, this today's show has a theme. Yeah, this is like one after okay, the other. Today's show is is going to get this disclaimer. This episode is fuckery. <laughs> Thank you very much. This happy this episode is brought to you by fuckery. shit. Okay, one of the worst adult film stars of all time is Billy Santoro. Ugh. Now, last we heard about Billy Santoro, he was being canceled by the world for encouraging Americans to, quote-unquote, shoot first during the protests over the killing of George Floyd. He also wrote, LOL, America, you let your blacks loot as a way of protest. Wake the fuck up. Shoot first. He wrote that on Facebook. This was months and months and months ago. After he was canceled and removed from OnlyFans and Just for Fans and basically just banned everywhere— um, his boyfriend Gage posted a picture of him supposedly in a hospital after a suicide attempt um, to try to get sympathy. And many people looked at the picture and noticed that, first of all, the, the IV that was supposed, supposedly hooked up to his arm wasn't connected to anything else. And his shirt is halfway up in the picture. He's not in a hospital gown. He's wearing street clothes and his shirt is halfway up exposing his abs which is like, why would you pose for this particular picture? Um, anyway, he is back in the news. And Queer T uh, said that he, th- their headline was, Billy Santoro goes public about addiction, apologizes for racism. And let me tell you, there is no apology 
That is the most misleading headline. What he said in this little social media video is he was like, and yeah, I mean, obviously I, I said some terrible things, I think things I didn't mean, but the, but I'm a meth addict. And it was all, it was mostly about him being on his second day of sobriety. Now I'm not mocking addiction or addicts. And I, and if you're trying to recover, I wish you hundred percent success yes. and strength yep. and I support you. Yeah. But if you're on your second day without meth, it's probably not best to make a video and say, I'm in recovery. Yeah. Let a little more time go by. Anyway, that's not the part that upset me the most. This is what upset me the most. Listen to this soundbite. I want people to see what this drug does to you and I've taken tons of pictures over the last six months and tons of videos of us under the influence. And I'm going to post those on my OnlyFans just so you can see what this drug can do to you. Um, everything from slamming videos to our fights, recording each other, fighting with each other. I'm going to post everything on OnlyFans and I want you guys to really grasp. What? <clears throat> What? First of all, I don't know why he even has an OnlyFans because I read over and over again that OnlyFans had had banned him. Yeah. Maybe he's back. But understand that this is what he's doing. He's advertising. Yeah. He knows that there are a lot of gays out there who jerk off to videos of guys doing meth and having sex. Yeah. Especially slamming, uh, which is injecting through an IV needle, which is like the most extreme form of of meth abuse i mean this is this is when you're really in the throes of addiction yeah i went on to he engaged his his boyfriend started this new twitter account and i looked through some of it and it, he's clearly glorifying matthews in the videos and in one he tweeted to someone if you want to see the slamming videos you have to dm me and he and that was two weeks oh. after that he made this video and someone else on his account replied How's that recovery going? Yeah. And I wrote back, <laughs> exactly, this is so gross. Because look, his recovery is his business, Gage's recovery sure. is his business, but if they're out there promoting meth addiction by selling slamming videos, right. what, if, if he were really in recovery, if he had any intention to get sober, he'd say, I am deleting any video that exists that shows me or Gage using. I don't want anyone to see it. I don't want to encourage anyone else to use. Yeah. He's doing the opposite. And he's trying to justify it by saying like, I oh, just I'm want to show you yeah. how bad it is. Like, fuck Get you. Fuck. He's vile. He's really vile. We're going to skip the uh, Falwell pool boy update because it's not, not that much new information right. and we talk about it every week. I'll do it. Uh, I'll do it another time. Every week. But I want to say this before we, um, uh, did did anyone else want to talk about Billy Santoro first? Um, okay, I do want to say that, again, this is fuckery. Uh, the OnlyFans, there, there, he attached a link, but OnlyFans got rid of that. It just shut down. I just looked it up. Um, I wonder how he's monetizing. I don't know, but it's it's just gross, and I hope COVID kills him. That's just it. <laughs> At this point, people I think meth was going to kill him first. I hate to say it, right. but um, oh, I do remember there is an update to this story because just last night, our friend Justin texted me with a link to a story that he, that uh, Gage and um, and Billy have been evicted from their home. Wow, they live in Australia. Yay! Because they're constantly having sex parties, yeah, and fights, and there's people coming and going at all hours. Uh, I mean, it's meth. They're they're. They're both messes. Listen, again, anyone struggling with meth addiction, I, I wish you recovery. I wish you health and sobriety and sanity. This is not the way to go about it, yeah. in my opinion. Um, finally, before we talk to our uh, fabulous guest, we have a, a major coming out this week. Ooh. If you follow uh, the Real Housewives franchise, Bronwyn Wyndham Burke, a cast member on the Real Housewives of Orange County, has come out as a lesbian. Bronwyn. I haven't in, watched OC in so long. In an interview with Glad, she said, I like women. I'm gay. I'm a member. <laughs> I'm a member of the LGBTQ community. It has taken me 42 years to say that, but I am so proud of where I am right now. I am so happy where I am to be able to be comfortable. This is how those women talk. To be able to be comfortable in my own skin after so long. It's just so nice. The mother of seven. She has seven kids, Ryan also addressed her 20-year marriage to husband Sean Burke, saying, I love Sean. I love him dearly. 
He is my person. He is my family. But I'm not attracted to men, and I never have been. Wow. Although the two are still married and plan on staying married, despite not sleeping in the same bedroom, uh, Bronwyn does have a girlfriend, and Sean knows her as the uh, women spend time together at their, their house. The couple has spoken publicly about engaging in threesomes over the years, so I guess he's kind of okay with anything. Uh, in October, she said that uh, she and Sean were living apart in uh, – anyway, but they're staying married. Mazel. Mazel. Whatever Congratulations. Works. Listen, of all the franchises, that's the one I would least expect right? a woman to come out because the Orange County housewives are all like right-wing Republicans. Yeah. And they're, <sighs> they're the worst. They're like Orange County's – kind of trashy it it's is like, it's like rich trashy it's people. interesting because i remember like when i was a kid like laguna beach and like oh, the real housewives of oc and the oc itself like everyone was fantasizing like orange county is this like wonderful cool magical place but really it is like trump it's like trump county it's gross it's awful yeah it's the worst part of southern california in yes. terms of the people but congratulations to her anytime someone comes out we applaud it yeah and um and, uh, you know, we don't it's do never enough. Too late. We never do enough lesbian stories on this show. And uh, so I wanted, queen. wanted to throw a bone I, Adam, I, I, to our lesbian Before we listener. move on, I, I actually, I, I just want to, I want to come out as a lesbian. Congratulations. Right here on You haven't even licked a pussy yet, which you said was going to be your, your I you know. said 2020 it's was going to be so the year of the hard. vagina. It's so much harder than I thought it was going to be. Well, another New Year's resolution not lived up to by Ryan Frosting. <laughs> Future pussy. If you're out there, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, are we ready, JB? No, I'm sorry. Okay, here we go. I had a feeling. <laughs> if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. All right, well, let's do the Fallwell story. Let's do it. Let me see if I can find it. Billy Santoro, There's also Chad this Kimball. study story about, uh, oh, you know what? Did I even print that out? I should do that story, huh? Which one? The study. I, oh, here it is. Okay. Okay. A new study, and I was happy to read this. A new study finds that guys with small dicks make more money than guys with big ones. Huh. Now, keep in mind as I read this to you that it comes from a very sketchy source. <laughs> I always do. Uh, <laughs> size does matter when it comes to salary, but not in the way you might think. A survey by online shopping site Only Buy finds that the biggest earners tend to have the smallest willies. Speaking of words that I hate. Willy. Ugh. To determine whether penis proportions correspond to paycheck size, the e-commerce site recruited 997 men to answer questions about work, salary, and the dimensions of their manhood. This is according to The Sun, another very sketchy news source. Uh, the saucy study found that men with penises measuring 7 to 8 inches earned an average of about $35,700 between 37, between 35, seven and 50,000 a year. But men packing three inch penises, which is the threshold for a micro penis made an annual income of about $76,780. Not only that, but guys with four inch penises were far more likely to get promoted than others. So once again, the, uh, the source is sketchy. I don't believe it. I have always felt the opposite. I've always believed that guys with really big dicks go through life with this extreme confidence about them that gives them an edge in everything they do, including careers. But maybe I'm wrong, and maybe my small penis has benefited me all this time. All right. Without, all right. Without further ado, our guest today is a comedian, actor, and writer I have loved for years. Always wanted him on the show. Uh, he would never get back to me, and he still doesn't follow me back on Twitter. But he did finally agree to do the show today. Here is a taste of the comedy stylings of Justin Sayre. You should be embarrassed. You should be embarrassed to be a gay Republican. I know you're all like, oh, girl, you don't deal well with shame. I know you don't. I've seen you all at the gym. Right? Right? When you see all those men on the elliptical, you know what they're out running? Childhoods. <laughs> I'm just stand behind them and snap. Race your father to the grave, girl. Race your father to the grave. 
And joining us all the way from sunny Los Angeles, please give a warm-ass welcome to Justin Sayre. Justin. Hello. Hello, my dear. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm well. I'm so glad you're finally doing our show. I've been a fan of yours for years. Oh, thank you. I didn't know I was so hard to track down. My goodness. Yes, I've... I've uh, I'm just sitting here with my huge penis and all this money. Do you have a big penis, Justin? Tell us the truth. Oh, huge. I, I really do. I have a big penis. Yeah, people really enjoy it and, and find it disconcerting. Because they don't expect it. Well, because when you look like a bottom, talk like a bottom, and act like a bottom, and then you have a big schwanz, what's going to happen? It's going to be trouble. Now, how big are we talking? What are the dimensions? It's there. I'm. I'm. <laughs> really just diving in. I know. I'm so glad we're starting um, this way. Um, it's uh, it's roughly about eight, eight and a half on a good day. You know, if we, we're, you're really if you're giving it the old college try. Mm. Cut, um, cut or uncut? It's cut mm. and very thick. Oh which my god! Really seems to really just go. People go nuts for it. Uh, sold. Listen, you've sold me. I'm ready to blow you the next <laughs> the next time you're in New York. It's, oh, wonderful. Let's do it. I first became aware of you, Justin, when a friend of mine, uh, John Petra, brought me to one of your meetings of the International Order of Sodomites. Uh, can you yeah. ex explain to our listeners what that is and how it came about? Uh, so I I wanted to do a show about uh, kind of kind of making fun of gayness and celebrating gayness at the same time. So we did a show called uh, The Meeting of the International Order of Sodomites, of which I was the chairperson, chairman. Um, and uh, every week, we every month, we celebrated a different gay icon. We brought performers from Broadway and off-Broadway and downtown to come and you know do their interpretation of Grace Jones or Bette Midler, whoever we were celebrating that month. And then uh, I would write sketches and monologues and comedy bits about, you know, topics that were going on within the community for that month. So it was a, a kind of a monthly uh, check-in, really, <laughs> a community check-in, and uh, with a lot of laughs and a lot of songs and things, and, and we ran for about eight and a half years. It was, not only was it long-running, but you used to perform at Joe's Pub, which is a fairly large venue, and... Every yeah. time I, I saw you a, a bunch of times, every time I went, it was sold out. Oh, yeah. No, we always did very, very well at shows. And I'm still there. I still, I still perform there quite a bit. So. And, and you, don't, you don't even live in New York. You would fly in from L.A. for these shows, which I also find kind of unusual. Yeah. yeah I, well, I had been doing them in L.A. I'd been, I lived in New York for a, long, a very long time. You did. And then because of... Um, the meeting, Michael Patrick King saw me perform and asked me to write for Two Broke Girls. So he <laughs> hired me and I had to move to L.A., but I would still go back once a month and do the shows at Joe's because I loved them and I loved what the shows were about and and uh, I, I didn't want to stop doing them. Was Two Broke Girls the first TV show you had written for? Yes, that's the first one, yeah. That's so amazing. Like, no one ever saw me on stage and was like, you're funny. Can you write for my television show? Like, that never happens. It doesn't really happen to a lot of people. It was very strange at the moment. I didn't, when he called, I kind of, I, he said, oh, do you want to, do you want to, have you ever thought about writing for television? And I said, no, I, no, no, I hadn't. I thought I was going to do this weird downtown thing for a while, but okay, I'll try it. And of course, so, you know, that show went on for, what, a couple years, right? Yeah, I was on I was on the staff for three the last three. Did you make some coin? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. I ran. I did. Good for you. I did. Justin, I'm fascinated by your speaking voice because you sound to me like one of those old timey mid Atlantic movie actors. You know what I'm talking about? Those yes. like oh uh, yes. What is that? Something you cultivated, or is that your natural speaking voice? Well, I uh, there's a there's a bit of a story behind it. I had a um, I had a bit of a stutter when I was a kid, and to cure the stutter, my grandmother, in her infinite wisdom, 
sent me to her friend who had run kind of a finishing school. <laughs> for for, oh, for wayward uh, young ladies. For, exactly. I was like, well, I got rid of the setup, but now I'm gay, so you've ruined Christmas doubly. You know, um, so I went and learned how to speak, and it was all about elongating vowels and things like that. Um, and it kind of, you know, I ended up sounding like Evie Beale, so... It was just the trade-off. If you want to hear clear speech, it's going to come out gay. So good luck to you. But where, um, <laughs> where did you actually grow up? Give us your life story. I grew up in a, I grew up in a little town called Forty Fort, Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, yeah, I grew up in a little town and lived very close to my grandparents and with my mom and dad. And then when I was about seventeen, I moved to New York. Uh, and went to NYU, which was a mistake. A huge mistake. <laughs> Why was NYU a mistake? Just because I was, I think not, now I say this, and this is probably bad for your younger viewers, but I think it's it's good to hear or listen. or Yeah, we have, we have no viewers. Doing this. Yeah, okay, listeners. Um, <laughs> I think not everybody's college material. Correct. We all need to be honest about it. I was not college material. I was done being told what to do. I was done with it. I should have just taken an acting class at night or written and been, you know, and just been a loaf around New York and figured life out. Instead, I went to a dorm and got told in classes what to do, and I didn't want to do it. So uh, it was just a mis- I think it was just kind of a a personality mistake. And then I was an actor for many years. And then, uh, one, t- at one point in my life, I was up for these shows that would have kind of changed, like my first Broadway show and my first big revival of, uh, boys in the band, the big, the first revival that before the, yeah, before you, the one I saw that you were in that. Yeah. No, no, no. I, uh, this is why. <laughs> I uh, there was one in the transport group in the early 2000s, and I was like, oh well, I'm gonna. I was up for the last last minute callbacks, and then uh, I didn't get it. So I thought, oh, well, I have to do something. So I came up. I decided I was never going to be an actor again. I was going to do something else, and uh, I came up with the idea for the meeting, and I I called the duplex where we started on Christopher Street. Love the duplex, and I said to them, oh yeah, great venue and, and still love it to go back. I called the venue and I said, listen, I have this idea for a monthly show and uh, I think it'd be great. And if you give me two dates now and you hate it, I'll never come back. And if it's rotten, I'll never come back. And then if it isn't, I want you to sign me for, I want you, know, I want you to give me the dates for the rest of the year. So I went in and did the first show and they said, well, we love it. You should keep coming back. And I was there for two and a half years. And then we moved to 54 below, and then we moved to Joe's. Fabulous. So, so how far? I, yeah. I I I missed this part. How far along did you get in college? Oh, I finished. Oh, you did finish. It was just it was just a struggle. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just a goddamn struggle every minute of it. What kind of gay were you when when you were younger? Were you like a Judy Garland, Barbara Streisand gay, or were you like a Depeche Mode, Morrissey gay? Oh. No, I was always a Judy Garland, always, still am. A classic gay. Yeah, no, I had no, always, always, classic, classic. Yeah, no, I had no, I was an opera gay. Oh. You know, I, that was my thing. Are you a yeah, singer? No, I was, I am, yeah. yeah. I didn't know this. Oh, yeah. I mean, I knew you could sing. Yeah. I didn't know that you, you were like oh, a yeah. trained singer. Oh, yeah, how about it? Fabulous. So, makes me sound worse, doesn't it? <laughs> no, not at all. Everything's impressive. No. Justin, when, when oh, I... I know. We opened with my dick. <laughs> I mean, I'm still... I'm waiting to see a picture of it. That's the first thing I'm going to ask for when this I, well, is over. Oh, well, my goodness. All right. I, I must tell you, last week we had Rocco Steele as our guest. So, uh, Oh, he has a huge dick. You've got, a, you've got big shoes to fill, as it were. <laughs> I can't do that. That's absurd. <laughs> Justin, when I watch a comedian, because I did stand up for 15 years, I, I, I always oh, think sure. to myself as I'm watching them, like, okay, he's got all of this written out word for word in advance, or, or she's just improvising and riffing. And I, I feel like I can usually tell with your stuff, 
it's hard for me to know. Like I, I know certain, but when you have, when you bring someone up on stage with you and you do like a little partner thing, I know that that's all planned out, but how much, when you're just up there sort of talking, how much of that is pre-planned and how much is, is extemporaneous? It depends on the night to be totally honest. And that, and I say this with uh, real prep, we're with real trepidation. It's taken years to get there. I don't take it lightly, you know, but, um, I realize that I can make a cogent story. I can get to a beginning, middle, and end is my one true talent, probably. Yes. Uh, because I think that there's a lot of people who are probably as witty or wittier than I, at least. But I can kind of make it all seem like I planned it, <laughs> which is my great skill. Yes. So sometimes it's very written, and sometimes I'm, it's not but we still get to the end. So I, I appreciate everybody coming along for the journey. My favorite joke of yours, uh, what really sold you for me, and I couldn't find this when I was looking online, is it was the, the, the month that Pat Robertson had just come out and warned people that if they went to, I think it was Kenya, uh, they might get AIDS uh -huh. from the towels. Towels, yeah, towels. Do you remember your joke? Any I don't remember. It was something, I, I mean, it's funnier in your, it was some, it, it, you have to hear it in your voice, but it was something along the lines of, um, well, of course AIDS gets on towels sometimes. You just throw it in the washing machine. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing. When you're talking about comedy specifically, having a funny voice pays off in, in spades. It really does. <laughs> because I say things that, you know, are not funny and people just kind of go, Oh, she listen to her. Beal, you know? it, it sounds so witty Flat. coming out of that mouth. Exactly. But it's really just, you know, the weather. I thought Nothing. that was a funny joke. <laughs> All right, Justin, in the time remaining, it is time to play everyone's favorite at home quiz show. Ask me no questions. Ask me no questions. Ask me no questions. Yeah. Who is the most annoying gay on the planet besides me? Uh, Oh, Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen. Good answer. A yes, lot of I'm gays sorry. hate him. Oh, God. I think, I think he exploits women. I don't like it. Go ahead. <laughs> what is a kink that you have that nobody knows about? That nobody knows about? Something you'd like to do with that big dick. Um, God. I, oh, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I, I love a lot of dirty talk. There you go. I Me too. It. I love a lot of communication and approval. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, you like that? I do. You like my big dick? I do. <laughs> I do. It's I kind do. of hard to imagine yeah. you doing dirty talk, actually. Give us some dirty talk. Oh, oh I don't do what I haven't done to me. I see. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah, no. I just want approval and praise all the time. It's like applause, but in the bedroom. Interesting. I mean, it's hard to do dirty talk when there's a big dick in your mouth, but I guess... Uh, to, you'd be surprised how things can get done. You have to wait that part out. Uh, who is your celebrity yeah, crush bumbling. besides me? Uh, Harry Styles. Oh, interesting answer. You like the Twinks? Oh my God, I just love them. I love them. He is talented and seems like a good guy, and also seems like he might be open to uh, anything. Well, let me tell you, the is. I'll be, it'll be, you know, that'll be the real, I'll know that God put me on this earth for a purpose. Are you, are you, are you a fan of his music too, or just, uh, just him? The music, I mean, I mean, I like a little watermelon sugar, I'll take it. I have the album, but you know what? I'm good. I, it's okay. Is the elephant sharing? He's not. <laughs> of all the artists. <laughs> which famous, com this is my favorite question, which famous comedian is least deserving of his or her career? Oh, Jesus. Least deserving. Oh, Jesus. Um, oh, and and don't pretend oh, you don't have an answer. I do. Fred Armisen. Oh, I disagree. Why well, do you say that wrong. about Fred? <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> well, you're wrong. Uh, I, think he, I think he gets away with being funny to funnier people. I think he's very funny to other funny, very funny people, but I think overall he's kind of there. It's so interesting. I think he is a true original. 
and a, and a real Renaissance okay. performer. I think there's so many interesting things that he does that are so, that are very right. unique to him. I was going to go with like okay. a, like someone like Carlos Mencia, who just steals all his material. Oh, sure. I mean, there's rot, but he's rotten. And where do you, where is Carlos Mencia right now? I mean, he, wherever he is, he has I mean, more money than you or I, so he's doing okay. Sure, but he has this very small pick, and these are the payoffs we learned about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> if only he had a bigger dick, like circle. Justin Sayre, he could be... There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Describe the worst gig that you ever had. Oh, I was invited to... <laughs> I was invited to do a show... And it was kind of like an improv show. And they had been very, they pursued me hard. And they're like, oh my God, it's going to be so great. Just come and do a few minutes of stand-up. There were six people in the audience and five of them were performing in the show. Oh, that's so And bad. I was like, well, what, is, what the hell did I, why did I have to come here? So it, it basically, it was basically an open mic. Yeah. Yeah. And I, they kind of sold it very differently. I was like, all right. I mean, I feel like that happened to me like a yeah. thousand times in my first five years of stand-up because in, in, I'm sure it's the same way in L.A. In New York, you know, when you're starting out, your opportunities are limited to like bringer shows, open mics, or places where you're willing to bark. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, I played yeah. for a lot of empty rooms. And I'd, honestly, I'd rather play to an empty room than to a room full of comedians. Oh, sure, sure. But these were all like improv. So it, was, it, was, it was real messy. I was real unhappy. And that only happened once to you? That only, yeah. I've been pretty lucky. I've been very fortunate in a lot of ways that I haven't had, you know, a lot of horror shows like I've heard other folks have, you know. I, I, but I think that's also because I didn't come up in strict stand-up. Yeah. I kind of went to a, like, gay cabaret scene thing that was happening over here. With like Kiki and Herb and Bridget Everett and Cole and all those folks. I love all those. So people. I wasn't. I didn't have to do those. You know, I didn't do a lot of that straight comedy stuff. Well, I did, and let me tell you something. It's not fun. No, no, it doesn't seem it. It's really, it's brutal. It doesn't seem it. Uh, okay, I, I wrote this question before you had told me about your NYU experience. But what was your least favorite course in college? Uh least favorite course in college i think i had to take algebra again <laughs> i was like this is just why algebra yeah, that's good. and was it like algebra. college level algebra or was it the same algebra that most no, ninth graders like, take yeah it was just like here's the algebra you used to not be able to do in high school do it again try it again mine yeah, it was for a single yeah go ahead go, go ahead. ahead no you go ahead no, you go ahead. Darling. No, you. I don't know. Uh, you've I got know the bigger dick. <laughs> well, this is true. But no, go ahead. <laughs> Mine was uh, statistics. I had to take, uh, I was a psychology oh. major and I had to take statistics. And I would have hated it regardless of who taught it. But my TA was from China and spoke virtually oh. no English. And so it was a combination wow. of, of not understanding the subject matter, period, and also not understanding anything she said. Uh, and I got, I think I got like a C minus. It blew my whole grade point average. Sure. What's a lie that you tell well, all the time? A lie that I tell all the time? Uh, God, there are so many. <laughs> so many. Um, oh, I can't. I think it's usually why I'm late. Oh, and why <laughs> are you like, late? Oh, something happened at home. What's the I, real I reason you're late? Because uh, I fuss around and I'm thinking like, oh, should I even go? <laughs> <laughs> and finally, if your penis were a breakfast cereal, which cereal would it be? Uh, Frosted Flakes, because they're great. They're great. <laughs> Justin Sayre, how can people follow you on the interwebs? I'm at Justin, uh, Liz Sayre on, Justin Liz Sayre on Twitter and Justin Elizabeth Sayre on Instagram and on uh Facebook. And today's my birthday. Oh my God. I had no idea. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. We would have started with Thank that. You. Well, what a wonderful way That's to celebrate. How I started with my dick. What a fabulous way to celebrate your birthday than uh, to be on this obscure podcast. I want to thank you so much, Justin. Uh, and we'll talk oh, again. No, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Next time you're in New York, let me know. I'll blow you. Oh, great. Bye, honey. 
Ryan and JB, Bye. plug yourselves. At Ryan Frosting on Instagram and Twitter. At Stalking Anarchy 12, only on Instagram. Tune in next week to hear a brand new episode. It will be our live-ass holiday special featuring musical performances from some of our favorite people. Subscribe to this podcast at dnrstudios.com. Don't forget to follow me, me, on Twitter and Instagram, at Adam Sank, and email me at adam at adamsank.com. You can get your ass merchandise also at adamsank.com, and it makes a great Christmas gift or stocking stuffer. Have a great week, bitches. Bye. Bye.